0: Everyone, to our inaugural podcast, uh, Elevated Insights, a TCSD podcast. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun throughout these podcasts and bring in a lot of guests for you to listen to and for us to learn from. I'm Dr. Mark Ernst, I'm the superintendent of Toola County School District, and today I'm joined by two of our teachers, Jen Kinville and Chris Wilcox, and I will give them an opportunity. To introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what school you're teaching at, what subject, if it's subject specific, and uh, then we'll go from there. So Jen, why don't we start with you?
1: Awesome. Well, I am a first year kindergarten teacher at Willow Elementary School in Grantsville. All right. Very good. Yes. Chris?
2: This is my 26 year teaching. I teach at Tooele High School.
0: I teach pottery and I also coach soccer. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. That's Mm -hmm. wonderful. So we purposely selected a new teacher and a veteran teacher to listen and learn about some of the, the ways that you prepare for and get ready for school. We've been in school, what, about three or four weeks now, I believe, and each teacher prepares a little bit differently for school. So why don't we start with Chris, since you've been around a little bit, walk us through preparing for a school year, and some of the things that go through your mind, some of the things that are maybe concerning to you, but also what gets you excited and what keeps you coming back year after year. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, I've been doing it quite a while, and uh, to be honest with you, my situation is a little bit unique where I live so close to Tooele High School, I've got two kids that are attending Tooele High School, and with both of them being involved with activities at Tooele, I am there almost 24-7. I mean, really. So for me, um, the preparation never ends, to be honest with you. Um, I was there almost every day this summer, either mostly was the coaching aspect of it at this point. But as far as the teaching stuff goes, um, you know, there. I, I would think with most veteran teachers who have been there for a while. You know, a lot of this stuff's established. You know, you, you tweak things here and there. But for the most part, since I've been in my classroom that long, the classroom itself is pretty... Pretty easy to to reset up and have all that done, and then just making sure I have all the supplies. Uh, I, again, I teach pottery, which is different than you know some of the core subjects, so I do have to make sure that I have everything ordered and everything in line and and have stuff for the school year. But you know, some of that again for me might be different than other teachers. But the end of the school year, uh, just for me, it just carries on through the summer, and I'm constantly just doing whatever needs to be done. And then likewise with coaching, you know, all the, all the time you spend up there on the field and ordering stuff for that as well. So that's kind of my preparation. It just, it never ends.
0: Yeah. And Jim, for you, a first year teacher. So walk us through maybe your summer. When, when were you hired?
1: I was hired at the end of July.
0: Oh, wow. So uh, not too long ago. So that's about what, two or three weeks before school starts. Yes. So, so walk us through that. How did that all uh, work for you?
1: Well, I think it was kind of a unique situation where I was hired to teach AM at one school, PM at another. But as enrollment increased, um, they decided we needed more full-day kinders. So I actually had my classroom set up, ready to go at 20 Wells, three days before kindergarten started. I got moved full-time to Willow. So I had to take down my classroom completely and move it all over and so for me it was spending that weekend getting that classroom ready because I wanted those kids to come in and have their first introduction to education I wanted them to feel comfortable I wanted them to feel settled Um, so there was a lot of preparation for me with putting it up and I was excited and then taking it down but then getting to do another space it was fun but it was it was a lot
0: A lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We had an interesting situation with kindergarten. So this is the first year the state has uh, kind of promoted full-day kindergarten. We've always had a few full-day, but now it's district-wide. We're a full-day district. And in June, we were 100% staffed for kindergarten. As we got closer to August, (laughs) we started to hire more teachers. We were uh, the day before school started for all students, we had hired six new kinder teachers because our enrollment numbers had grown so much over about a month and a half period of time.
1: It's amazing. So yeah, and,
0: and we start planning for kinder really early. We started planning in January, uh, but man, kids just kept coming, which is a good problem to have. I'd rather we have a lot of kids than not enough kids. So, so that's great. Uh, and, and Jen, what got you, why education?
1: For me, I have a desire to change the world, but I don't have the financial means. I don't have a social status. And so this is the way I want to do that. I feel like I can teach our future, which our kids, and then hopefully, I mean, I have 21 students. Hopefully one of them can make some kind of difference, (laughs) you know, and then I get a new batch next year. I just feel like this is my way to kind of change the world, make the world a better place.
0: Yeah. So, Jen, 21 students. Chris, how many students at Twilla High this year do you have in all of your classes combined? Just an estimate. Um,
2: well, I, I teach during one of my press. I have nine classes times 30. So, about, I don't know, I'd say 260, 270 yeah. kids throughout the two days.
0: And, and multiply that by how many years you've been teaching, you've uh, you've had a lot of impact on a lot of kids.
2: Yeah, impact one way or another.
0: Yeah, yeah, one way or the other. Hopefully positive. Yeah.
2: So you know, so today it's funny on my way down I was telling my class that I was coming to do this and I had one girl say, So do you know this person, that person? And you know, sometimes you recognize names and stuff and she informed me that I had taught both her parents. So I I keep waiting for the day that I taught somebody's grandparents and (laughs) Hopefully that day doesn't come,
0: but it might. <laughs> but it might. Yeah, it's very odd. I, there's a couple, uh, well, more than a couple, there's several teachers in our district who I taught, and it's kind of strange because, I I mean, uh, I can still remember them as students in the classroom, and in my mind, I remember them as a 7th or 8th grader, but here they are, uh, an adult teaching their own kids, and it's fun to see. It's fun to see. One question I would like to ask each of you is, why education? There's a lot of different professions out there and probably a lot that interests you. But why did you decide to become a school teacher, Chris? Uh,
2: I went to college. Actually, the only reason I went to college was to play soccer. I had no other intentions to do anything but play soccer. Well, while I was there, um, I had the opportunity to go back to my old high school and help coach my siblings over there, my brothers and sisters. Well, after my first year going through some electives and I had to kind of decide, you know, what it is I wanted to do. And I thought, well, you know what, that'd be, that'd be really fun to be a coach and be a teacher. Um, I was doing art, always loved hands-on stuff. And, you know, I, I got into that into college as well. So I started going to the education classes, still going back teaching uh, at, at, it was Granite High School in Salt Lake City at the time. Well, meanwhile, playing college soccer, um, Granite played against 2L High School. And we were in the same region, so I was coaching against Twilla High with my, my brothers and sisters. We didn't do so well. Twilla actually had some pretty good seasons. But I knew the coaches at the time. Well, the coaches that were there at Twilla at the time, they were, they were bringing their kids in to watch Westminster play. Uh, it wasn't until my senior year, very last game, they had a program. And they were talking about the four of us that were seniors. I wanted to be a teacher and a coach, and, and one of the coaches from... The high school, he came up and I and I knew who he was and he said, "Hey, there was an accident out here in in Twilla where uh, one of the coach's sons died in a car accident and they were looking to have somebody come in and fill that coaching position." So of course, you know, I was jumping at that, you know, the opportunity. So 1997 came out here, started student teaching, worked at Twilla High School, helped coach soccer, um, and that was kind of just how i got into it you know it's it's i say it's a unique situation because looking back it's crazy to think that the only reason i'm out here and everything that i've done and been involved with was because of a young man passing away wow yeah, yeah. so for me it was it was it was a very unique situation um you know it's something i think about all the time and you know there's there's a lot of other kids that you see come and go but, uh, yeah, I, I think about it all the time. And, again, now that I'm towards the end of it, it's, it's a crazy, crazy thing to think about.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how, how many lives have been changed because of that one incident, yep. because of you. Jen, how about you? Why, why education? Why did you become a teacher?
1: Well, I, it was never my intention. I actually have a master's degree in sports management, athletic administration, And in 2018, when we moved out to Tooele, my daughter was in first grade and she came home and she's like, mom, we don't have a PE teacher and it is the worst. And I thought, I think I could do that. So I called the principal and they're like, yeah, we're going to post it. I applied, got that job and that changed my life. Those kids did more for me than any antidepressant, any anti-anxiety medication. They just give me love and life, and they help me to see the good. And I had a principal there. I went through a pretty rough life change about three years ago and found myself as a single mom and needing to have a career adjustment. And my principal at Settlement Canyon Elementary School here in the district said, you need to be in a classroom. You could do this and you could do this well. And so she started me on the alternate route to get my teaching license. And She's changed my life, and it is amazing, and I couldn't have imagined this. This was never the plan. This is plan like like triple Z because I've gone through all the other plans. I didn't know what I was going to do. I actually had to leave the district for a year, and that's my mental health suffered, and my kids were like, we've got to get back, Mom. And I did everything in my power to come back. I was able to go back to PE, and that's when... My principal just was like, let's do this. Let's get you. These kids need you more than just PE. And I'm so grateful for that.
0: That's a great story, both of you. Interesting stories how we wind up in education. As you think about parents, and I know that uh, the role of parents has changed a little bit over the course of the last uh, 15, 20 years and how they interact with educators. If you, could, if you could talk to the parents of your students, what is one or two things you would like them to know maybe about, about their children? And number two, about how can parents help you as a classroom teacher? Jim?
1: For me, I would want parents to know they are doing a good job. These are good kids. They are, they are amazing. They are special. They have so much kindness and love in them. And I want their parents to know because as a parent personally, I worry about that. Am I doing enough for my kids? Am I teaching them to be kind? Am I there for them? Do they know that I'm a safe place? And I want these parents to know they are doing enough because these kids are amazing. I think for parents, in kindergarten anyway, the biggest thing I think parents can do to help a teacher is... To read to their kids at night. And I know that might sound silly. I grew up with a mom who read to me every night till I was probably in high school. And she does it for my kids now. And I do it with my kids. But that makes a huge difference. These kids are at the age where they are really picking up on things. And if we want to see success in the classroom, reading to your kids at night goes a long ways. And it will benefit them greatly. That's great. That's great.
0: Chris, what about you?
2: Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, you know, it's it's different, you know, perspectives that everybody has and you know, from an elementary teacher to a high school teacher to even you know, the locations of the school because you know that's that's been an ongoing uh concern at Twill High School, to be honest with you, is parental involvement or lack thereof. You know, we have parent teacher conferences and very few people come, you know. I I understand my class again that, you know, it's not a major issue. So I'm, I'm not going to see a lot of parents, but even the, you know, the core subjects, the, the, the teachers will talk about the lack of parents that come. And, you know, you get the ones that come all the time because they know they're supposed to, and their kids are straight A students. And you
0: have, you know, a couple that are on a clear, different end of that. You know, I think that uh, <clears throat> I remember a couple of years ago, uh, the theme for the year at Tooele High School was, I think, be the change. Uh, and it's amazing how much we can affect the students in our classroom, and and I, I agree with you. Parent-teacher conferences. I would love to have a whole lot more parents there, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll start to see that shift to where uh, parents do start, especially the secondary level, start to show up a little bit bit more often and and become more of a partner uh, in that part of the education of their child. Well, we're at the end of our time. Chris and Jen thank you for taking time out of your day away from your students and spending a little bit of time here with us to talk about education I'm very thankful both of you are teachers here in Tula County School District I have a very unique job to where I impact the lives of students every day but they don't know who I am and I put a lot of trust in you as teachers that you are the ones every day doing what the kids need and Making those connections with students. And I just want to very sincerely say thank you for showing up to work every day and making a difference in the lives of our students here in Tula County School District. Well, thank you, and thanks thank for you. having us. Thank you for joining us on this first episode of Elevated Insights. Join us again next week as we welcome Roe Harrison and Kenna Agard as we talk about school traditions and why they are so important.